Hello and welcome to the Agents of Game podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood Dave. I'm Sean. Matt. Dan. Sean, it's good to have you back. So did you actually have to come up through the toilet to escape the Upside Down? No. <laughs> you haven't seen the show yet. No, I, I gotta watch Sean. it so you, you guys could convince me why I should watch it, but... So it did you actually feel any better? I don't know what the upside down is either. Oh, okay, so... see, I think it has to do with Stranger Things, which everyone except for you and I have watched. Yes. So did you actually My have wife to come up through the it, toilet? Yeah. You gotta come through the toilet. Well, I, th- that's what we figured out last week. Uh, so like did re- you have to come out of the toilet when you escaped the upside down? Or I don't know. It's just like a reverse poop. I I think that might be. Oh, that's, no, that's no good. <laughs> oh. That's no good. No, I don't know. It, it looks cool. I've seen some video, or I've seen you know the trailer or whatever on Netflix. It looks really cool. I just haven't. Uh, I've got a huge list of things like that that I try to watch. I also have a really bizarre, like maybe it's some sort of mental disease or defect, where I have I want to start new things, but then I'm afraid to start new shows because I'm afraid that I'm going to like it so much that I'm going to be really bummed out and sad when I've been binge-watched all of them and they're over, so then I just don't start the new show. And then at the end of season one, it ends on a cliffhanger, and there's no season two ever. Right, see? That would be, that's that's part of my paranoia, and yeah, it's awful, and it's the same reason that I have gotten only halfway through this last season of, uh... Uh, Game of Thrones because I just don't I don't want it to end when I get to the end of it and yeah uh, yeah the ending is the hardest part well see and the but the beauty of Stranger Things at least for right now is that today officially Netflix announced that season two is a thing and we'll have one more episode than season one did nice I did see that they had announced that there was going to be another season so it's got to be good I mean if they've got more stuff rolling in so. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to check it out. It, it looks I, it looks like it hits all my buttons, like cool 80s themes, aliens, uh, um, crazy shit just going on constantly. It looks like it's right up my alley. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, uh, I, I'm really into, I listen to all the different podcasts and stuff like that, and I've started listening to one called The Last Podcast on the Left, and it is amazing. It's all the weird occult stuff that you could ever dream up and stuff that you've never even thought of and they they take each week and they talk about some weird occult thing like chaos magic the left hand path the right hand path werewolves uh serial killers it's really cool podcast it's every weird dark thing you could think of but it's three comedians that talk about it so it's it's really pretty funny too what was that one called the last podcast on the left Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. That one, The Dollop, and My Favorite Murder, or my, my, my Favorite Murder? Yeah, one, it, that one's just all um, weird serial killers and stuff like that. And it's two ladies that talk about it, so it's kind of an interesting perspective. And then The Dollop is amazing. If you guys like um, American history, go check that one out. It's, uh, it's two comedians 
one of them researches a, a story from American history and does really good research. He tells the story to his other comedian buddy who has no idea what the story is going to be about. So it's just constant hilarious jokes from one end to the other. It's a little off color. It's definitely blue. There's a lot of swearing, but it's really funny. Well, and as a shameless plug, if you listen to next week's episode of My Favorite Murderer, they interviewed me and uh, I get to talk about, you know, some of my favorite experiences. So uh, check it out. What? Oh, are, you, yeah. are you serious? You know this? You're on this show? Well, the, the, I can't really say too much as the investigation is still pending. But <laughs> There you go. It would be my favorite murderer, Dave. <laughs> it's just alleged for right now. <laughs> they can't make it stick. Nice. <laughs> What's going on in Game Worlds? What have you guys all been playing? I haven't talked to you guys in forever. Um, well, so I haven't been playing a ton other than, like I said, Fallout. I've been just doing some Fallout Shelter. Um, I am looking forward to doing... So I bought the Fallout Anthology last year. Um, and With the mini-nuke, oh yeah. Yes, with the mini-nuke. For some reason, I still haven't even opened the box, so I'm probably going to try to do an unboxing video tomorrow and then uh, start either... You know, start getting into the games. Um, and aside from that, I haven't been playing a ton, although Battlefield 1 has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. People have been digging that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try it yet. There's, I have the, the stack of things that I haven't played is backing up by the day, it seems like. So I picked up World of Warcraft Legion, and so that's kind of become the, the biggest focus of the last couple of weeks. Um, and then I also picked up yesterday. uh, Oh, it's amazing. And yeah, I I was talking to, um, Dave a little bit before we got started. It's absolutely one of my, so far it's one of my favorite expansions that that game has had in a long time. So the, the content's really fun. You could tell that they're really, they really wanted to push people to end game, get them ready for it. They started these things called demon invasions. And there was three of them on each of the two main contests, uh, continents. So Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms would have three demon invasions each. And you could get... So I let's say I took a level 30 priest from 30 to 60 in about two hours. Oh, holy cow. Yeah, the rest of it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have taken much longer. I just switched over to another character. I had a... A paladin that I needed to finish leveling up, he was 80 the last time I played him, and I wanted to get him to 100. And so I went from 80 to 100 in real casual play. I mean, you got to remember I got kids and wives and things like that. Um, really? Well, How yes, many wives, wives do you have? Mormon, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> no wives. Um, uh, went from 80 to 100 in, it was two days, but I think if you count the hours, it was maybe five or six hours. So, yeah, it, it, they made it very easy when they launched the preview um, preview stuff. Like, if you pre-ordered, you could get into some a little bit of early content, and they really mm-hmm. wanted to push you towards that end game. So, yeah. But the content so far in the full, the full uh, Legion expansion has been really cool. Uh, so they started a new continent. For any, anybody that hasn't been paying attention, there's a brand new continent um, that has maybe six or seven leveling zones in it. But it's all dynamic level based, so it's based on your level, and you can choose whichever one of those seven you want has a different starting story. So you can go and it, it through the the kind of story missions. It starts you out and says 
it gives you the option. You kind of investigate each of those seven, and then it lets you pick which which area on the new continent you want to start with, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, it keeps people spread out that way. It'll give you a different experience for each of your characters that you level up and go through that area. Um, I thought it was a really cool choice, as opposed to Burning Legion, which you know was the first World of Warcraft expansion, dumped the Alliance and the Horde into one area, and they said, just here, 10 million people, have at this one area and see how that works out for you. So, yeah. I can't imagine there'd be any problems with that whatsoever. Especially on a PvP server. What could go wrong with that? So, yeah. Yeah, the the content's been really cool. The storyline so far is cool. They replaced some of the... uh, Blizzard's always been really, really good at cinematics. uh, And CG cinematics in particular. And they kind of went a different direction. Maybe they did this again. I I stopped serious playing with Lich King. I played a little bit of Cataclysm, but not enough to have paid much attention. They replaced the, the super cool um, CG um, cutscenes with super, super cool animated cutscenes. They, they have more of a cartoony feel to them. And they're really cool still, but they're not that usual Blizzard you know CG, so that was a little different, but... Still super neat. That's cool. Do you think that's up on YouTube? I love yeah, watching their, their cinematics. Well, I would assume that those are. Um, Blizzard also posted some really neat... It's not the same animation style, but it's still animation. Look up uh, on YouTube, search for World of Warcraft Harbinger shorts. And there's three videos. One that goes over Cadgar. If anybody's seen the Warcraft movie, he was in the movie. It goes mm-hmm. over Cadgar, Goldan, and Illidan, and talks about kind of their history. For Cadgar and Goldan, it kind of goes over their history and a little bit of what they've been doing. And then uh, Illidan, it talks about what he's been doing because you haven't really seen him. He's been it, it, for a long time. You know, he's hiding out in this place called the Black Temple. And then, as part of the Burning Crusade expansion, you actually go fight him, and and you think you kill him in that, but. He's just kind of been imprisoned for a really long time. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about it so far. The new class is everything I hope to be. I've wanted a Demon Hunter since day one. Um, the Demon Hunter's amazing. Super fast. It's all movement-based um, abilities and things like that, or a lot of it's movement-based abilities, so she's going to be a lot, a lot of fun in PvP, because I've I've taken her into a couple of PvP matches just to see and just to get my feet wet, and it's been awesome, because she moves so much, unless you're fighting a rogue or a mage that's really good at um, locking somebody down and stunning them, uh, y- you can just destroy people. So the, that's been a lot of fun. That, that was also my main class in the last Diablo game was Demon Hunters. So it's, that's what I've been really looking forward to with this expansion. So it has not disappointed as far as that goes. Well, that's good. I've played the Monk on the free, uh, on the free up to 20 trial yep. version. And it, I mean, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't like blow me away or anything like that. The Monk is really cool, too. I like the Monk. It was like the, the Monk was their first kind of step towards... Uh, having a little bit more movement in your uh, in your abilities and things like that, um, and that's one of my other favorites for healing. The monk's actually a really fun 
healer instead of just mashing one button all the time you can kind of move around and you can still contribute to the fight a little bit yeah aren't they more like uh you heal based on the damage you do or something like yeah, that yeah especially that their mechanic? You, so the monk has i think the monk has a tank a dps and a healing um builds or whatever um talent trees that you can go through um and the definitely with the the dps one you're healing people around you just based on fighting the the healer spec steps back a little bit and you're you are kind of just hitting the buttons but you're still fighting and contributing and things like that but yeah so i i thought it's the one of the more interesting healers to play um as opposed to priests that are you know mash three buttons and you're good to go but uh yeah so that that's been nice. Uh, the monk, yeah, the monk's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's kind of that first step, and then the demon hunter took it the rest of the way into full movement based stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. All right, now the other thing that I'm wondering: World of Warcraft recently went uh, free to play of sorts. Mm-hmm. I know that you can buy game time by buying um, people pay real money for like a token or something and then they can put that token on the auction house and sell it for in-game gold right yeah yeah and it goes both directions so it's that that system is bi-directional so yeah i could go in the game and buy that token for game gold and then i've i can use my basically you know however with the tokens however it works out basically i can use gold i earned in the game to buy months or i can use cash to buy months or I can use gold to buy those tokens and resell them, I think, for real money as well. So, Oh, yeah, wow. I think it kind of goes all different directions with that. So, And it's so, free to play also in the sense that they let you play up to, like, level 20 now or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And now, how is the expansion? I know because I play Hearthstone, I've had to... I've had my launcher up and it downloaded the 16 gigabyte patch or whatever, <laughs> but you still have to buy the full expansion to unlock it, right? Correct. Yeah, it was a. I think it was fifty dollars or something like that. So you still still buy the whole thing. But I also believe that if if a person's new, I think that buying the fifty dollar expansion actually gets you the entire stack. It gets you the full full game and everything. So uh, in that sense, hmm. it's totally worth it. Um, you know, yeah, because the... that's one of the reasons I didn't go back to World of Warcraft once they went free-to-play is I didn't want to have to pay for Mists of Pandaria, which I hadn't bought, and uh, the last one, whichever that one was. Right, yeah, they don't make you do it piecemeal anymore. Basically, they rolled into a system where every every patch after, um, or everything after Lich King, I think they started just rolling into each next expansion. Hmm. Well, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you went to the movie, you would have just gotten it all for free anyways. They uh at least in Colorado, that was a promotional at promotion at the Regal movie theaters is anyone that bought a ticket to the movie also got air, all the game and all the expansions up to Cataclysm for free and then like a month of free game time or whatever. Yeah, that must have just been a local thing cuz I went to see it here in Lincoln. And Marcus Theaters had no such promotion. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely tied to the Regal Theaters. Like, And we have a million different. There's Regal, there's AMC, I think there's Marcus out here as well, and, and things like that. So it was only the Regal ones. So like I in Castle Rock, we just have an AMC, so I had to go up to Denver to go to the Regal. And that got us free free tickets and then a bunch of free in-game 
uh, items. They've started this, I don't, you know, the, the last time you played or if any of you guys played, they started this transmog system. So I think they had that in Diablo as well, where if you find some cool piece of armor, the skin of it basically gets saved into your, um, into your collections. They have a collections uh, management tab now that you can go into and so you can if you get some cool new piece of armor it looks awesome but then later on you get this other even better piece of armor but it looks like garbage you can just make <laughs> that new garbage armor look like the old cool armor but still have the good stats and stuff like that so that's kind i of love nice. that yeah when diablo did that man i was so happy oh that yeah that's the best i mean that that needs to happen for everything forever oh yeah because half of i mean i really nerd out about how my character looks just as much as the gear stats you know because i hate looking like all jumbled together but having amazing stats i would rather look cool so i like it when yeah. they do the transmog yeah uh, diablo that's a world i want an mmo in man mm -hmm. so bad mm -hmm. i know they've teased that before in like um you know every every year blizzard does the april fool's day thing and uh, mm. they've teased it in that, and it's like, like no, no, just actually make it. I want to play it. Yeah, it'd be so yeah. amazing. Well, you yeah. know, the uh, pandas from Mists of Pandaria, Pandaren class, they originally started out as an April Fool's joke. Yeah, they did. You're and right. they wormed yeah, their way that. through the system, and they became a full expansion, so don't give up hope yet. <laughs> so, so the question is, though, would they would they release a game that directly competes with another one of their games? Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if that would be... Um, I was talking to somebody else about this last week. And they're like, do you think there'll ever be, you know, World of Warcraft keeps having these expansions. Will there ever be a World of Warcraft 2.0? And he made a really good point that there probably wouldn't be. There's these MMOs don't, there are sequel MMOs, but they never do that well. Mm -hmm. EverQuest 2 is, is okay, but it never did very well. Went free to play within a couple of months after coming out. Lineage well, two was Guild cool, Wars but it's two it, was a pretty good upgrade. But then that's the, first the only one, one I can come up with as a good example. Is is Guild Wars two is super cool and it's way better than the first one. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's not a blockbuster by any means. I don't know, you know. So, so at, yeah. at the at the same time, I'm not sure if we talked about this when we were actually recording or we were just talking about this. I don't think we were recording, but uh, I, I saw an article a while ago talking about how the author of the article was suggesting MMOs are dying, and realistically, I mean, there are MMOs that are out there that are making enough to you know be profitable, but none of them. There's there's been no WoW killer. And WoW isn't as big as it used no, to be. No, yeah, it's definitely been losing. Oh, yeah, we were talking about what the... I need to look that up. I don't know what their, you know, what their monthly stats are after this after this release to see if it's gone way up. It definitely had dropped, but it definitely has its, its faithful. Um, but I don't... Yeah, I don't know if MMOs are dying. And I guess that's where I was going. So if Blizzard did a sequel... I almost wonder if they would just go to one of their other um, IPs and say, make a Diablo MMO. It's like, okay, we did we did World of Warcraft. That was super cool. We kind of fully explored um, everything we really could with that, uh, that mythology. Maybe we could move on to something new. And I think that would work out really well for them. They could even keep the same, you know, formula that they have for this and just change it over to Diablo. 
And theoretically, given that they already have all the tools and all the experience, I mean, there's never been a smooth MMO launch, and mm. you know they could have the first ever smooth MMO launch. Right? Yeah, you just keep all of this stuff in place. Just change what the story you're telling. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, they would probably want to do a, a lot of graphical upgrades since you know they want the game to last at Another least a good five years. or ten years. Yeah, right. but. Uh, but you know the systems themselves, they they have it figured out pretty well. So yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Yeah, they they seem to have hit the nail right on the head. And even the games that just completely copy it don't seem to to do as well. So I don't I don't know. That's I. But I always wondered that playing EverQuest is like, how could this really get better? And somebody figured out a way to make it better. So yeah, <laughs> somebody will come along. I still the. I was talking to a work buddy the other day about the first EverQuest because he's a he's an intern, so he's quite a bit younger. Um, and I don't think he ever played it. And it's like you don't. I was the old man that had to walk up uphill to school in the snow both ways. It's like you kids don't understand how good you've got it with your modern MMOs. Yeah, you know, I, I had to explain the idea of hell levels, which I, again I don't know if anybody in this room ever played EverQuest, but EverQuest, some designer, God bless them, somewhere down the road, decided, hey, every ten levels, let's make XP, or let's make the the next level four times, literally four times longer than any other level before it. <laughs> that so sounds like a brilliant 20. idea. Yeah, what, who, who greenlit that? Who said, yeah. That sounds great that you've you've hit this plateau, you've hit level 20, you've hit level 30, 40, whatever it is. You know, you maybe you should get rewarded with something. No, let's punish people for their hard work because 10 levels in that game already took like a month by itself. Now you were hitting a level that just going from 40 to 41 took a month. You've just spent one month trying to get from 30 to 40. I don't understand it. It was it was a horrible choice. But it, at the same time, it was hardcore, and I feel like some sort of veteran of uh, of MMO wars or something. The, the people don't understand the shit that I've seen, man. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, that was one of the classics. That was my first ever MMO, and well, I guess I played Ultima Online a little bit, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Well, you know, it could always be a game where you, you reach the end goal of the game at the center of the universe, and then it starts a game over and breaks everything you own. <laughs> there you go, yeah. just uh, Congratulations, uh, your life is over. We're going to smash all your stuff. Yep. That'd go over real well. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because no one's ever done that in recent games that have come out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no Man's Sky. <clears throat> Did anybody else pick that up? I picked No Man's Sky up. Did any of you guys? Nope, I did not. I was on the fence about it. I was hoping to find out whether or not, because they were talking about it's a fairly lonely game. You'd be able to run into people, but there was no real co-op. I thought, well, if the goal is the center of the universe, then you could always just meet up there with your friends and you know do some sort of co-op. But uh, I was kind of on the fence until we knew more, and now we know more, and it looks like I fell on the other side of the fence. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it was. It's definitely a lonely game, but the, I think that adds to the atmosphere. That that for me was not a negative. I, I that didn't bother me about that game. Um, there just was not enough to do. Um, see, that was one of the reasons I started playing Ark on private servers. Uh, was because the public servers. I wanted to feel slightly lonely in that game. I didn't think that I should be on an island with the population of Denver, Colorado, in it. <laughs> it didn't seem right. I there was the the population density in some of those public servers. There's more people that you would run into than dinosaurs, and it was frustrating. And so that's why I enjoyed playing on the um, agents' private servers or even just playing offline with one of my kiddos was there was only one or two of us, and we'd hang out, and it would be fine. It would feel lonely and prehistoric and primitive or whatever, you know. So, yeah. I don't mean to disparage the makers of ARC because the maps are very well designed and everything, but they are actually surprisingly small. They are, get yeah. right down to it. Even the center, you know, the center came out and they said that that yeah. was going to be like, you know, three or four times bigger. And it's definitely bigger, but it's three or four times bigger than something that was pretty tiny. Um, yeah. Now, if you want to really have a gigantic map to deal with, if you play on the PC and download Valhalla, it's one of the... Uh, um, uh, mod maps it's not an official map or anything like that it is massive but it's beautiful it's a extraordinarily beautiful but it is a scale that yeah the the official maps aren't even close to well and not just is it big but my understanding is it's pretty good i haven't tried it out yet but uh it was before they made the center an official map um Valhalla was number two behind mm-hmm. the center on the mod competition. Now, I, I assume that map competition is probably done in Valhalla 1. Um, I, As far as I know, I mean, I, I haven't been following it anymore since the center came out as an official map and we've been doing that. Um, but not is it just big, it's supposed to be good. And so maybe uh, when we reboot our PC server, that might be something that at least once in a while we could try. Yeah, yeah, Valhalla Ooh. was really cool. You didn't feel like you were, and even dinosaurs, you didn't feel like you were tripping over dinosaurs every five feet, you know, um, which could be good, could be bad, depending on how you're playing and what you're doing. But they had their areas that they were in, but it didn't feel like, oh, there's uh, 20 Dilophosaurus attacking me. Oh, and now there's <laughs> compies that I've tripped over trying to run away. And yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have that feeling on Valhalla because it was huge huge and it's beautiful it's just flat out a gorgeous map the whoever built it did a really really good job well thank you i appreciate the compliment (laughs) (laughs) in your dreams dave you're you're murdering people and making mod maps it's a busy time for you it really really is he's not doing both of those he found the guy that invented the mod map and murdered him perfect there you go that's it yeah just took his identity. So now your identity exactly. is thieving as well. Yes. Okay, so add that onto his plate. Okay, so you wow. do have two things going on. Yeah. Murdering and identity thieving. You know, you just got to <laughs> diversify your portfolio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if podcasting doesn't work out, you've got to have something to go back to. <laughs> Indeed I do. But luckily this pays so much more than either of those <laughs> that uh, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Well, exactly. 
Uh, so, Dan, uh, what have you been playing? Did we lose Dan? Oh, no. <laughs> I think he got sucked back into the, uh, the, the upside down via his toilet. Oh, he's a reverse poop. Well, if he got sucked back <laughs> in, he's just an actual no. <laughs> Way to go, Dan. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're waiting for him, um, I have not been playing any new games, but uh, Hearthstone did release the third stage of the Karzan event. It's called the Menagerie, and it's Ooh, actually gone got... a different direction for a second. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually got some interesting challenges in it. Uh, you're playing against the computer, of course, the whole time. So they're pretty easy to just kind of brute force your way through. Well, there's one with an interesting twist. The curator is the first boss of that wing. And he has taunt, which means your minions can't do anything but attack him. So any minion that he plays, you've either got to clear with a spell... It's got to have taunt so his minions will attack it, or he just gets to do whatever you want with it, with his minions, because you can't kill him with your own. So that was an interesting little twist that I actually enjoyed. I found that was a, it added something to the game mode. But uh, but yeah, so that's that. There's one more wing to open up, and that should open up next week. I don't think they're doing anything for Labor Day, so... And uh, then, of course, I'm still playing Fantasy War Tactics, and our Agents of Game Guild is growing quite a bit. We're up to 13 members out of 20, and this is within a week. We've gained, we've doubled our size, basically. And yesterday, we broke into the upper 30% on Guild Raid scores for the day. Whoa. Nice. This is a, uh, yeah. this is a tactics game? Yes, um, it's it it's reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, you have five characters. It, it was an amazing game. <laughs> I cannot deny that. I, I'm super excited. I didn't know anything about this, and now I'm looking at pictures, and it looks awesome. This looks like the kind of yeah the the thing that I just did. My brain needs sometimes. It's I love these tactics games. It's super fun. It's also super addictive. I mean, I haven't hardly played any Hearthstone. It's it's pretty much just this right now. Um, but uh, the uh, the guild that we have, the way guilds work in the game, are you have a uh, a team effort to fight these bosses that appear once a day every week. So it's the same boss every day of the week. So you know the pattern and everything. Um, but that's the idea is you just keep attacking that boss and trying to get a better score. And then it adds up each individual member's scores. And we've broken through the top 30% now. Um, before we were just barely above, you know, the top half. But I think we finished like uh, somewhere 500 and something. Uh, 550 something, I think out of however many you know thousand plus guilds so oh wow yeah very awesome so it's 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 a great time 
there's still spots open. We've got up to 20 members. We've still got room. If you want to join us, by all means, check it out. Yeah, it's the downloading on my phone is... right now at this oh, moment. All right. I mean, Very you nice. Have be... You had me at tactics. Everything <laughs> after that was just to keep you know the, the arousal from going away. It was, it was already there. I don't know if I can play this game fully stoked, but I mean that's what's going to happen. Well, we're on the global server, so that's okay. important. It should be your default server. It was my default server. Um, and you have to play through a couple of the stages to unlock the guild option. But after that, all you do is search for Agents of Game, all one word. We should be the only one that pops up. <laughs> cool. Um, you can also check out the forums, the Agents of Game forum. I have all of the information under the Agents of Game subforum. So, mm, Very cool. But yeah, so... That's nice things nice. going on right now, and and that's pretty much what I've been playing this week. So, speaking of uh, card games, going back to we were talking about the uh, Hearthstone. Speaking of card games, uh, I I just realized this week, and maybe I'm behind the the times, but uh, CD Projekt Red is working on a standalone uh, Gwent game for PC and Xbox One. I don't know. Did you guys notice that? Um, that got pushed back. It was supposed to be, I want to say, September originally, either August or September, but I think it's been pushed back to October now. Let me double check on that. It was but, still, yeah. when I signed up on the beta, it still said September, but maybe that's a glitch on their end. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I guess I must have missed that. Um, I did not see that through the agent stuff. I saw, because I picked up the, um, the game of the year, or I think they're calling it the complete edition of Witcher last night and they had an adverti advertisement uh, leaflet inside the box for that and yeah i was excited because that i absolutely love that card game it's it's simple enough that you can pick it up quick but it's subtle enough that it takes a while to to master it and get good at it and that's perfect game designing when it, it's simple you can get into it and start working it but there's subtleties that have to be learned over time and that's that's mastery of game design right there, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I signed up for the beta on the, um, I think on the Xbox. I can't remember. I think it made you pick, but yeah. Yeah, there was another card game uh, based on Elder Scrolls that Dan and Dave were talking about last week, too. Unfortunately, I didn't get around to it, but what was that called again? Um, Fallout, or not Fallout, why do I keep saying Fallout? Um, Elder Scrolls Legends. Ah, okay. Ah, there you go. I'll have to check that out. That's because Elder Scrolls is cool stuff, too. That's the other thing that I've been playing this last, uh, last couple of months, I guess. Maybe two months ago, I picked up, uh, Skyrim on, uh, PC. I bought Skyrim and both the expansions. Oh, it was during the summer sale, that's right, because it was like, 20 bucks or something like that to get Skyrim in both expansions. Plus, as long as you had both of those, you got the free upgrade to the remastered edition when it came out. So I picked both of those up on Steam, and yeah. I had never played the Hearthstone or the Dawnguard expansion for that, and it's been a ton of fun. Okay, so with Gwent, I'm looking at the email they sent out now. They said, at E3, we announced that we'd have closed beta for Gwent in September, etc., etc. It looks like the closed beta now will begin October 25th. Ah, okay. Cool. 
Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That game's a lot of fun. It's it's a blast. And to be able to play it standalone against other people will be super cool. It'd be kind of fun if they had a way of doing that inside of the Witcher game, too. Uh, <laughs> kind of like what they did with, you guys remember playing cards in... Uh, Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. The Red Dead Redemption has been one of the absolute best games that they could have possibly done for backwards compatibility for the Xbox. I mean... That that's a no-brainer, out-of-the-park choice. I I went and picked that up that day. Yeah, well, and I had uh, I had bought it probably a month or two before it came out. It was on sale, and it's like, yeah, I, I I really really hope that uh, this will go backwards compatible. Even if it doesn't, it's worth the seven fifty investment. And then it they announced it, and it's like, yes, I was really smart. I beat everybody. And yeah, then they well, said, and... oh, it's on sale for everybody. And I was like, oh. Well. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know about what you had on sale, but at the uh, the GameStop here, and, and all of them, I mean, if you look at their computer, it was seven fifty that month before it happened. It's $20 now. Oh, so... see, I, I still had my physical disc, but I wanted the digital because digital is just so more convenient. Okay. So I, I bought it digital for seven fifty. It, um, I, Microsoft did that too, though. It went from like seven fifty. I think now it's like fifteen dollars. If you go look at their their digital page, I well, but, but it's been on sale three times since oh, when okay. I bought it for seven fifty each time. So it's gotcha. that's not its its regular price, but they keep having sales on it because yeah, because it's an awesome game. Yeah, definitely. No, but yeah, that's it's one of the best games on that generation, and it. Graphically, it still holds up so well. I, I don't play that one thinking, eh, this is kind of, this looks terrible. This doesn't look that good or whatever. Like, I plugged something in the other day and I don't remember what it was and it just didn't, it's, it didn't hold together over time very well. We should get an Agents of Game Night for uh, Red Dead, get the posse together yeah. and go out and, uh, Wish we could lasso people in multiplayer. <laughs> I wish Dan was on here because that was one of the. I think we all got a bunch of us got it that first night when it originally came out, and that was one of the coolest multiplayer experiences. Was we all kind of came riding up over this ridge, and it was just this huge, on our donkeys. Yeah, yeah, on old busted horses. Um, it, it's just this huge Arizona, whatever New Mexico type landscape, just spread out in front of you, and the the scale of that moment I think was bigger than most most games that I had played until that point. Well, and know, it was, Fallout it was... was probably physically larger, but you never had this real good vista of what was in front of you, you know. Well, and just I remember riding out and seeing the moon and the stars, mm-hmm. and and then someone getting mauled by a bear and. <laughs> Or seeing storms come rolling across the plains and things like that. Like you could be up on a mesa and you could see a storm, just like in real life, coming across the the plains as it was getting closer. And yeah, it was ominous and cool looking. And yeah, it was, they did such a good job with that game. Well, and I really liked how they they didn't translate everything from single player. I wish there had been you know train robberies, but. Um, uh, they did translate a lot of it, like the uh, you could still do animal hunting, and they still had a lot of the open world events. Like you'd see the bonfires, and then there'd be something going on at them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wish, I wish, as good as GTA Online is, I wish they had translated more open world events like that. Um, and the posse system on Red Dead Redemption was so good, 
and they didn't use that at all on GTA Online. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they could go and take what they're doing in GTA Online and put that all into a new uh, Red Dead game, uh, yeah, I I would sell everything I owned for that. I would pay hundreds of dollars. (laughs) But if you sell everything you own, you wouldn't have a system to play it on. That's true. No! Speaking of systems, though, uh, we've all kind of touched on what we've been playing. Speaking of systems... What do you all think of the Sony and Microsoft kind of accelerated lifespan now? You know, I'm kind of mixed on that. On the one hand, it will be nice to have technology upgrades, um, especially to be able to do VR and things. I'm not too worried about graphics. I'm more into gameplay, though, and so I'm not excited about the extra cost. But, you know, we'll see what they do. Um, but yeah. So uh, everything that you said, I completely agree with. To technology moves forward, uh, graphics are good, gameplays are good, whatever. I totally agree with the fact that graphics are good and the the um, technology continues to move forward. The problem is there's a place for that, and it's the PC. I only ever played console because I was tired of keeping up with technology on the goddamn PC. And you know what? Now they've made it pointless for me. I'm just going to go back to PCs. I I made that decision once this console hits the end of life. I'm going to go back to dedicated PC gaming. Maybe every 10 years I'll buy another console when it's, you know, the the next big one, but if they're going to go to this ridiculous 2-year, 3-year, even 5-year cycle, I'm out. It, it's not worth it. I could, would rather put the money into keeping a PC updated because that was the only reason I switched to consoles in the first place. Well, well you know, I, I'm not. I'm furious. Obviously, you are. You're, that's about how fast you'd have to upgrade your PC. Except mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to buy every single thing piecemeal. You wouldn't have to buy a new PC every two years. You know. You don't. You but could that's buy not, the, not the, case. the graphics card or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You but do if you have to buy a a um, if you had to buy an entire system every two or three years, that does seem really fast. Yeah, and that, that's where I mean, is the Xbox on four years? By the time we get to the the real big upgraded one, maybe it's five years. Seems excessive. It seems too fast. Well, and I don't know how they're going to do it. Now, my hope. Now, I I realize that I'm an actual human being, and Microsoft and Sony are corporations, and their purpose, they're run by human beings, but they're corporations whose purpose is to make money. Sure. I don't know what they're going to do. What I would hope that they would do is, independent of relying on GameStop to offer you garbage for your trade-in, what I would hope that, given these are the same generation, an upgraded version of the console for the same generation, I would hope that they would offer a trade-in program where Microsoft and Sony subsidize it so that you could upgrade and it's only – it's a reasonable price rather than saying, oh, buy our new system. I can see Microsoft doing that. Sony, I don't think, has any – outlet to do that there's no way for them to do that microsoft has at least and it's not very widespread there's like four of them in the country at least microsoft has a storefront that you could do that through but you know i don't know because i've seen the store here because we have a microsoft store here in denver 
and they've done very similar things to that um, with different computers, some of their Microsoft phones, um, the surfaces, the surfaces, they constantly have offers to buy back surfaces at the Microsoft store. And maybe they do that online too, but it's, it's, I don't know, that'd be so hard to do all through mail and things like that. And you're just hoping you get the right amount back. And, you know, you send your PS4 into Sony and they're like, oh no, you had a scratch on it. So we're not giving you shit. And maybe you'll get your <laughs> console back, you know? If you're lucky, next month, you know, when we decide to send them back as a group, you can have it back. I just, it right, would be too sketchy for me. I would go to the GameStop. Well, and who knows how they would do it, and or if they even could, but uh, theoretically, they could have, they could make, both Sony and Microsoft could make arrangements with, say, GameStop, Best Buy, and yeah. Walmart well, and to, be honest, to, right to now, be authorized trading locations. and GameStop's not doing that bad with the S right now. So the S, if you trade your current system towards the S, depending on what system you're trading, they'll give you up to $200. So you're only $100 off getting that new S, which, you know, still makes the company money. Like you were saying, they're Microsoft and Sony are corporations, so they got to make something. Same with GameStop. You're getting two-thirds worth of the product, you know, I don't think that's too bad of a trade, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mixed. I mean, they did have some upgrades to the Xbox 360 over time. I mean, it wasn't anything drastic, but they, they did have improvements to the console. But that's the problem. This is this is drastic. This yeah. is a whole big other thing where. This but at is the a same full time, half incrementation. If you want to look at it as a point something. You know, those slims that they did with the 360 and things like that, that was a point one. This is a point five. This is a jump. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the the slim, maybe not. The slim only really would affect you if you have a 4K TV. If you got a 4K TV, that's great. Because it's not even doing, from everything that I've read, it, it could support 4K output for games, but that's not really out there, and it's not... The, the next one that they do, the Scorpio or whatever they want to call it, I think is going to be a huge delve into 4K gaming. But that's the one to wait for. If you don't have a 4K TV, I would say wait for that one. But. Well, and my thing is I, I, I'm split on the VR thing because if you want to do VR gaming on, on an Xbox console, my understanding is the only way you're going to be able to do it is through the Scorpio. Um, so that yep. that would be cool to be able to do it. As it stands for me right now, I physically cannot do VR because I, you know, with my with my neck injuries, I can't look around. So VR is not an issue for me. But someday I hope to be able to do VR, yeah, and so the yeah. Scorpio would definitely be a worthwhile upgrade for me. Um, so I've gotten a chance to play with the Vive and the um, uh, the Vive and the Sony. And they're both really, really cool. The Sony one's really cool, and it's obviously dedicated for gaming. So yeah, I mean, if you get a chance to, I, I haven't seen much about what Nintendo or what Microsoft's going to do for VR, but those two have really nailed it. They've done a really good job for a first generation, uh, what do I want to say, uh, mass marketed VR. Uh, it's got, it needs to improve. We need to get a point where where we can move and things like that, or I like what, um, let me think of it, the Oculus has done 
on the PC, the Oculus Rift on the PC, has said, okay, we they they've kind of more accepted the fact that you can't really move around, and they've given you they said, oh, just use a three or uh, an Xbox One controller. We know that you can't move around. This is more meant for moving your head and looking around than it is physically moving around. And I almost think that nails it better. I played with that one as well. I think that one hits it better than the Vive and the Sony did because they're the Vive and the Sony end up feeling like you're playing on rails games and it's just a little bit boring, you know? So I don't know. I, yeah. I'm on rails games, even if they're, you know, full surround sound, all that kind of stuff, it's, it's still going to get boring. Yep. Exactly. So I definitely agree with you there. The idea that you can at least have a controller right now to move around and experience the world is better than on rails. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the other two have controllers, so they could choose to use them that way. I assume that's what Sony's going to do with, um, I think they're calling it rigs or whatever, where it's kind of like MLG meets uh, mech combat. And so I assume they're going to use those ice cream cone controllers that they refuse to give up on. And that's going to be how you move around with the the rigs. But I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. Well, it's certainly exciting stuff in the VR. I just, right now, the technology and the uh, games are probably just a bit too cost expensive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, unless you're a, a top-of-the-line gamer or a single man who has no other right. obligations. Well, yes and no. Like, if you were thinking about getting another system anyway, uh, the Sony one's going to be $400. So if you've already got a PS4, it's not a bad investment. Compared to the Vive, where whatever computer you have right now probably isn't good enough unless you've recently picked up one of the new the NVIDIA 1080s or 1060s even, something like that, then maybe you can handle it. That would be fine. But you know, if you want a really good VR rig for a computer, you're probably laying out 1500 bucks and then another 700 on top of that for the, um, the Vive itself. So, I mean... Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's rough. Whereas you could, if you're just a console gamer, you really just want to do the VR thing. I think Sony's offering the best option right now at 400 bucks because it's basically like you're just buying another console. Most of us, you know, a lot of us, that's fairly comfortable to do. You know, it would be a little bit of a hard sell with with wives, but you know, it's not as bad as three thousand dollars. Speaking of three thousand, I, I it, you know, assuming I had an extra three thousand just sitting around, I'd be kind of tempted to get one of the dev kits for the, uh, oh, uh, Hololens. Um, oh yeah. yeah, because I really like the idea of augmented reality where you're still existing in your world but have the tools. And I'm I'm not talking about this just for gaming, but for like just as a real life tool. The computer is in the headset, so you're free to walk wherever and interact with reality while you're doing it. But it's $3,000. Now, let me tell you, Dave, if you're into augmented reality, you can just go ahead and move out to Colorado where we have marijuana, 50, 60 bucks. Don't worry about 3000 We'll get you an augmented reality for 50 bucks. <laughs> now, I, that, that's all well and good, but I don't know how much that – how far that would go as a productivity tool. <laughs> Unless, unless there are benefits and rewards for just sitting on my couch watching Stranger Things all day eating Cheetos. Your creativity goes through the roof. Your ability to be, build weird shit out of nothing goes way through the roof. 
I mean, maybe it's not useful items and nobody wants them, but you, <laughs> your tinkering abilities will skyrocket. If you were a level 100 tinker right now, you would be a level, you know, 500 afterwards. It looks like Dan's still having problems. And he has given up. Oh, he's given up. He's just going to bed. No good. Oh, he's probably not. That's that's his typical logout message. He's probably yeah. just going to play Battlefield. Oh, gotcha. Roger it's that. Okay. Well, so Dan, uh, speaking for him, he's also been playing Battlefield 1, and he likes it pretty well. There are some issues with the, the game, and this is common to console betas, but the menu screens are terribly slow. Like, you press start, and literally 15 seconds later, you may or may not be able to see the start menu. Um, It's wonderful when you're in a firefight, and you try to adjust something, and uh, it takes you just sit there looking at yourself being shot. It's great. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, it's great when someone's in, in, in a menu, just run up at him and hit him in the face with a trench mace. It's always good times. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. gets to ride around on horses and sort people. I I didn't know until I was watching a commercial the other day that that um that they've kind of modeled at least the pre-release stuff uh, around these the Harlem Hellfighters. I didn't know that that was a real group of uh, soldiers. Uh, yes, that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. They have a very cool history. Now, my understanding is, in terms of the game, my understanding is um, that's a pre-order bonus. Or yeah, yeah. if you pre-order the game, you get to play the Harlem Hellfighters storyline. And I'm not sure how much that they have, but uh, if you haven't heard of the Harlem Hellfighters, go look it up. Um, it's a quick read on Wikipedia, but they were an amazing regiment. Um, saw the the longest continuous tour of duty during World War One, uh, mm. even though the United States wanted nothing to do with them. Um, mm. They were highly decorated, highly honored, and uh, did really a lot of really, really cool stuff, even I though we see, wanted yeah, nothing I, to do with I them. I totally plan on checking that out. You know, history is one of those things that's it's right up there with computers for me. So, I've, in fact, I was I was a history major before I got into programming. So, um, yeah, I, I completely missed out on that group, and so I'm excited to find out a little bit more about it. Well, it's a, it's a part of our history that we don't really talk about much because, literally, we didn't even want them. Right. And we swore up and down that we would never give troops to our allies because we didn't trust the French and anybody else to use our troops. But, well, we didn't want these guys, so we gave them to the French. Um, and then they, you know, did tre tremendously well during the war. Then they came back, and we didn't want them when they came back. And so we usually don't talk about that so much in, huh. in our history. Uh, so the new Netflix movies and uh, some some of the Amazon Prime ones that we posted are going to be starting tomorrow. Um, there's not a whole lot that I'm super excited on what's coming tomorrow, but uh, Supergirl will be coming to <gasps> Netflix uh, September 10th. Um, and then September 30th, we will be getting Luke Cage. Nice, that's right. I haven't... Um, I still... Oh, no, he was Luke Cage was in the uh, um, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I did watch that one. I haven't gotten into uh, the blind guy yet. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Now, have you just not gotten to either season or just only the first season? I have watched maybe the first two. He hasn't even gotten his uniform. I watched like the first two episodes of the first season of Daredevil. 
It seemed cool. I just didn't get into it. it. I just didn't keep going with it. I think my wife and I started watching uh, Homeland instead or something like that. But... Well, if it makes you feel any better, I watched the first season all the way through, mm-hmm. and I watched... My interest started to wane at the end of it, and I watched the first episode of the second season, and I, I haven't watched a single episode since. See, the second season seems... Uh, is exciting for me because I want to see Punisher's in the second season, I think, right? Yes, Punisher, and I think Elektra is as well. I haven't seen the second season yet. I... They... They introduce him, I think, in the first episode, but I didn't particularly care for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I have weird tastes in television. (laughs) Well, now, I really enjoyed Jessica Jones. I thought that was super cool, and yeah, I'm excited for the Luke Cage. I think that should be good as well. And and it's we almost talked impossible. about how much I love Supergirl. I think is amazing. Yeah, and it's um, almost impossible to go wrong with David Tennant. So I mean that, yeah, that's definitely a plus for Jessica Jones. Right. Um, but I haven't seen this yet. But also, it looks like um, uh, what day was it? The about halfway through the month, we're getting uh, Zootopia coming out, which a lot of people were absolutely raving about. Really, Zootopia is coming to Netflix already? Yes, uh, September twentieth. Now, I actually did go and watch that movie, and I was not so impressed. I can understand why a lot of other people would have liked it, but they had, you know, two or three really funny jokes at the very beginning, and then the rest of the ride, you kind of see what was coming, in my opinion, so... Well, Zootopia is Pixar or Disney, isn't it? One or the other? You know, I don't remember. I... I'm guessing it's Pixar Disney, yeah. Well, then that would be why it's coming so soon is because 2016 is the year where that contract goes into force where um, n- any movie created 2016 or later that's a Disney affiliated, whether it's Marvel, Pixar, directly Disney or anything else, um, Netflix gets first rights before anything else. So I think since... 2015 was when Star Wars Force Awakens came out. That's why I think it's on Stars right now. Um, but basically, from this year on out, if it's dis if it's if Disney has their hands on it, it's going going to be coming to Netflix first. And so that's probably why, if it is a Disney movie, it's coming to Netflix. Well, that is awesome. I do remember seeing something about that Disney Netflix. Uh contract and i am certainly excited for it because disney has a lot of good properties and zootopia is disney all right well there you have it so i liked it better than secret life of pets if you've seen that it's better than secret life of pets but still overall pretty predictable movie in my opinion well for free um not going to complain too much about <laughs> definitely. it. Definitely. I I will definitely be watching it, I'm sure, at least once with my kids. But my son, I asked him if he wanted to buy it when it came out on video. And he initially said yes, but by the time we were ready to leave the store, he had completely forgotten about it. And so I never ended up getting it. So I don't know. Yeah, but aside from that, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on my queue to watch. Um, Jaws! Yes, there will be, what, four Jaws movies coming? I Um, am a huge Jaws fan. I can probably recite the first movie by heart, I'm sure. 
The movie scared me so much when I was a little kid. I would cover my eyes whenever that Donna, Donna music started playing. I had nightmares about sharks all the time when I was a kid because of those movies. But yeah, they're great. But yeah, and then I go back and watch it. You know, when I got a little bit older, even now with the shark being as fake looking as it is. The movie itself itself is still an amazing experience because, I mean, Steven Spielberg really nailed it with that one. Oh, I, yeah, for Everything sure. about it, the acting, the the monologue about um, the sunken battleship, SS mm-hmm. Indianapolis, just everything is amazing. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to I watch know, those I on mean, Netflix. Y- you make that now, that shark wouldn't even make it on to Sharknado 7 or whatever they're at now. <laughs> yeah. But. I would think American Horror Story would, should be hitting um, sometime in September or October, last season's American Horror Story. Well, I know my wife is waiting for the latest American Horror Story to hit because she apparently didn't catch it on TV. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, it should be because I think the next one, I think this next season starts in September or October, unless I'm completely way off. But <laughs> yeah, it looks like a nine fifteen uh, September fifteenth is when American Horror Story season five hits um, Amazon Prime. Yeah, because that's usually when when the new season starts. It usually they let last season go or whatever. So, uh, and yeah, I'm the same way. So we had a DVR or whatever, and then we got rid of cable for a little while and it was like right during that season so we missed that season that's the only one we haven't seen so yeah my wife and i are both super excited to watch that one so if that hits next month yeah i'm totally up for that because that was the lady gaga season i heard she did pretty well in it she's she's been doing some things that she's in this season too i believe yeah well she's been doing a lot of stuff that people haven't really expected her to and done well in it i mean not the show for one but also singing with tony bennett isn't something that anyone really saw coming and she's nailed that well Well, people people missed with the i mean she sings pop music but at at her root she's an artist i mean she and she's a really good artist so i i it was maybe surprising that she did it, but not surprising that she d- did well at it. I don't know. Oh, where did you guys fall on the uh, the spectrum of hating or not hating Suicide Squad? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I haven't. I'm seen not it expecting much. Two were the worst. I can't. Uh, going, I going to the theater is to go and not watch easy. It. <laughs> but unfortunately, it just happened to be. A really busy week when it happened, when it came out, and I yeah. haven't been able to go to the movie since. You know, I am in a stark minority. I absolutely loved that movie. I thought it was great. I don't agree with any of the complaints. Like, not one of them hit me in any way. Like, people would say, "Oh, I hated this about it." I didn't even notice that. So, yeah, I maybe the Joker was pointless. That's fine, but realistically didn't we figure out that indiana jones was pointless in a movie with his name on it so i mean (laughs) if the joker's pointless in a movie that's not about the joker i'm fine with that well i i don't know whether or not the joker is pointless in the movie but jared leto is kind of pointless in real life he is a horrible (laughs) d-bag he had some 
interview with uh, GQ or Vanity Fair or one of those douchebag magazines where he was like, oh yeah, I was tricked into playing the Joker on Suicide Squad. I thought it was going to be an art house piece. What oh, the yeah. fracking movie did you think you were signing up for, dude? This was and about a bunch of bad guys doing medium bad stuff, but in the end being good. It had nothing to do with art house and yeah. And I'm not going to watch the movie. Yeah. And I know it's terrible, and they, it's terrible because they cut all my content out. And if they hadn't cut my content out, it would be the best movie of the summer. Yeah, like, look <laughs> nice. at me, look at me. I'm a beautiful individual. Yeah, he's... Douchebag a... sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's another yes. one that I'm in the minority on. I loved Batman vs. Superman. I also thought that Ben Affleck was a super cool Batman and Bruce Wayne. I didn't see him as whiny or a crybaby or whatever. I thought he was really good. I Except agree. for he's bad. He was he was a good at that Batman. It, people yes. that were going in expecting Christian Bale's Batman or mainstream well, yeah, comic Batman, be disappointed. he played the Frank Miller Batman, the kind of slightly heavy, battle-weary, I'm tired of all this crap. He played that Batman really well. I agree. Dave, I know, is not a Ben Affleck fan. <laughs> I I don't think that Ben Affleck did a bad job in that movie at all. And I anybody that tries to blame, you know, the movie not being good on Ben Affleck is oh, yeah, just trying off. to use him as a scapegoat. He was yeah. not the problem with the movie. Writing or story crafting might have been the issue with that, but not Ben Affleck. I think he did fine. Well, see, I, yeah. I, I, I am not a Ben Affleck fan, but I will give him credit. For example, Paycheck. I, I thought he was fantastic in Paycheck. He was amazing um, in Mallrats. I mean, come on. Uh, and I, I don't blame him for Daredevil being a terrible movie, but that just left such a bad taste. Of, but everybody but was bad in that movie. Everybody was bad in that movie. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, it's, nobody blamed Ryan Reynolds when uh, Green Lantern was garbage or the other, because he was another superhero and something else that was terrible. Well, people kind of did, although I think he was probably a better choice than Jack Black. Um, <laughs> and and I, the, I'm not just randomly naming a name. That was their original plan. Wow. Was Jack Black. Jack Black. Um, bizarre. They, they didn't know what they were doing with that movie was the problem. Yeah. They just, they yeah. they were thinking about doing going full comedy, and then they changed their mind, and then they still had no idea what they were doing, and it was just bad. Right. Then there's Rogue One. Soon. Yes, December yes. 16th. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, that looks amazing. I can't wait. The uh, I was in my office the other day, and I was showing somebody a uh, trailer for it. It was a Chinese dude. He's like, oh, that's, that's so-and-so. And he was talking about the like blind Asian Jedi guy, whatever he is in that trailer. He's like, oh, that's so-and-so, and he's super amazing. He's awesome. He's been in like every Chinese or Japanese film ever. And yeah, so I guess whoever that is is a big deal. Um, I've never heard of him, but he's like, look up this YouTube clip and that one and this one, and he was showing me all these martial arts movies that that dude's been in. So I guess he's kind of a big deal. But yeah, yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Um, I'm not nearly as excited about Assassin's Creed, but that you know, if we can get a good video game movie, I'd be okay with that. But uh... I don't think that's going to be the one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I'll it has, watch it. It, looks... it has Fassbender, so I mean, yeah, 
But yeah. I'm confused by the premise of the whole thing. He's a time traveling escape or convict or something. Have like you that? ever played the games? I have not actually played the games. Oh no. my god. I I fell out of favor with Ubisoft after um after the third Prince of Persia game. You gotta you gotta do yourself a favor and at least get the first one and check it out. Or maybe you, you don't want to start with one of the modern ones because they're they're good, but they're not the same. So yeah. the idea is the uh, the basic premise is this company has come up. I, I'll, I'll leave out any spoilers of what this company actually ends up being, but this company has worked out a way of unlocking um, your basically family tree's history out of your DNA. They can go back and revisit any of your ancestors based on your current DNA. They feed all that information through this the Animus, which is this big computer. Mm-hmm. And it's a big VR setup, basically. And so <clears throat> they're trying to find this certain object that will further their plots for world domination. So they send you back in time to try to find it, basically. Um you, depending on which game you're in and which game you're talking about in the storyline, you're kind of the, the you're a counter spy almost. And you're going back in time to, yes, find that object, but make sure that this company, this Abstergo or whatever that came up with the Animus can't find it. So hmm. it kind of turns into, it, it's really cool story for the first, what, three of those games and then they just give up on that whole idea and they kill off the main character the 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 main modern world character that you've been playing as the whole time and then they just jump the shark into like i guess abstergo one and just started making video games out of their dna technology i don't know <laughs> well it you was certainly really weird. sold me on the movie now i actually am more interested in going and checking it out because it does sound like an interesting idea it's very cool the, concept, the trailers yeah. do not do a good job of portraying <laughs> i think that they assume that everybody's played it and or you know anybody Probably. that would go see it has played it it's definitely not being marketed yeah you're right you couldn't watch that and think oh yeah i know what's going on there or even really what the theme of it. Like, if you never played Warcraft, you could at least watch the Warcraft trailer and say, oh, that's typical fantasy mumbo-jumbo, yeah, exactly. fighting humans, whatever. You don't get that from... The, I hadn't really thought of it that way. You wouldn't get that from the uh, Assassin's Creed trailer. That said, it looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But go, well, go check yeah. out the first game. Screw Ubisoft. Just get, buy it used or something, and then they don't get your money. <laughs> um, I don't have anything against Ubisoft. I mean, I just I stopped following them after I... I the third Prince of Persia movie, it wasn't bad, but it, it was such a departure from the second one, Warrior Within, mm-hmm. which was absolutely amazing. Was cool. yeah. Um, And, yeah... So after that, I kind of really I did I don't hate them, but I just stopped following their games. Yeah. So I never got into Assassin's Creed. Ooh, um, TV shows. Maybe you guys talked about this while I was messing around. I was off the mic for a minute. Um, Narcos comes out in like one day. Narcos season two. Yeah, I've heard I good things. And I know Dan's. Uh, I haven't watched, it, but I know Dan's absolutely loved that show. 
so good. So, so good. I mean, it's subtitled, so you got to read quite a bit of it, but... As well, if it's in Spanish, I don't mind. Well, yeah, you, you <laughs> well, read, not all of it's in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because so it follows, you know, it follows him, but then it follows the American DEA people. So half of it is heavy Spanish, and the other half is American, but or English or whatever. But it's really good. You should check it out, especially if you can just listen to all of it. You would be set. Um, yeah, I just noticed I had Netflix open and I saw their their main banner thing. It's like a countdown. It's like one day, two hours until it comes out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I'll check it out. My the last show I watched, I talked about it last week, was Limit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was Limitless, and I finished that this week. Was disappointed with the season finale. They opted for the super happy ending where all of the emotional baggage and you know all of the conflict just gets resolved in a nice neat bow and and starting next season everything's going basically back to normal right <sighs> which yeah. uh you know not to yeah it left a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> but the bad. ride was was pretty good and it was a very funny show to watch so hmm. have to um, check that one out but yeah, I haven't really found one uh, after that to watch. Um, like I said, my wife has started watching Stranger Things, and I've checked out a couple episodes, but I haven't got all that far into it. I'm done. So, okay, <laughs> apparently she's done watching Stranger Things. She just watched it. Is it, it, is it good? Today, what did you think of it? What do you think? I'm waiting for the horror she says she likes it, and she's waiting for American Horror Story. So. Heck yeah, we all are. <laughs> I am. I, I'm with her. The The hotel one, when I first saw that they were going to do a hotel-themed one, I, I I was glued to my seat waiting. And then I got rid of satellite, and so I was able to move again. <laughs> and now I have cable, now I have satellite Yay! Yay! Well, uh, Matt and Sean, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll have to try to rescue Dan from the Demogorgon, unless it requires going through his toilet, in which case, well, Dan, it was nice knowing you, and uh, <laughs> if anyone else wants to join the podcast, we are looking for a replacement. <laughs> Dan's turned into a reverse poop. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, thanks for joining us, everybody for, uh, who's listening in, and have a good one. Later. See ya. But I like my air conditioning, so I'll, I'm pretty content with today. I'll, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be okay with today. I <laughs> have, we have lived in this house now for two summers. Not quite two full years, but we've lived here for two summers. We don't have air conditioning here, and I haven't missed it. Wow, what do you have? We have a great thing called Colorado. And it's not like the disgusting swamp that is Nebraska. And nobody realizes that. Nobody knows that wetlands is just a fancy word for gross swamp with no alligators. And, uh, yeah, or boring swamp with no alligators, because maybe that just is what makes the humidity more fun in Florida. But 
it is so awful in Nebraska. I hate it so much. And it, it was weird coming out here the first time um, I went to lunch with somebody from work after I moved out here. Um, it was August or something. And they're like, yeah, let's go sit out on the patio. And for We went to, you know, a Fire Bowl or some restaurant. And they're like, yeah, let's go sit on the patio. And my brain that had just gotten here from Nebraska is like, no, no, don't do this. I will be pouring sweat into my noodle bowl. This will not be a good situation. And it was wonderful. Shade is a real thing out here. It's probably 5, 10 degrees cooler in the shade. Yeah, not having the humidity makes a lot of difference. I think a lot of that was like they had some picture on the article or on the online part of their article where it was like him at some stupid like jungle themed 30 seconds to Mars retreat with his fans like what he was dressed up in some sort of weird and it was it was it was he said i can't remember exactly what the theme was it was like safari themed or something really stupid like that and he had like a hawaiian shirt on cargo shorts and one of those pit helmets or whatever the the safari looking hats uh-huh, i know what you're talking like, about what the crap dude what is really and you're sitting here telling us that suicide squad wasn't highbrow enough okay hey, just get over yourself 30 seconds to mars hasn't mattered ever and <laughs> yeah now your movie career doesn't matter either so i don't know <laughs> yeah you know this is an even bigger tangent but i don't think there's any who knows what the movie would have actually looked at but i can't imagine a bigger superhero casting mistake than nicholas cage as superman yeah yeah who yeah, would have no, ever I'm... done that and why that would have been the guy who just had a birthday a couple days ago whose name i can't think of but he did uh all the uh macabre movies with um Johnny Depp, um, Tim Burton. Yeah. That was Tim Burton. Yep. Oh, my word. That didn't end up being a thing, though, right? That was no. no. making and, it, and it fell apart. Yeah, and, well, it was pretty far along the line, because now it, everybody knows about it now, which kind of makes me feel like I've lost some of my nerd cred, which is really ridiculous and selfish and everything, but I rem- I found out about it because I'm a huge John Williams fan, and I was looking at John Williams' yep. website, and he had had the soundtrack finished for that movie. Um, and it was on his website and everything. The, the music, you couldn't listen to it, but it was on his website. He was finished with his portion for it. Um, they had done a lot of shooting. There's, there's, is it still on Netflix? There was a little documentary about sort of someone about two years ago made a like a a store a thing about that movie, and I think um, the guy who did directed Mallrats, uh, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith uh, was involved in that. I can't remember who else was involved in that, but um, basically talking about that movie, and they had made some progress on it, but it just fell apart because I guess. S- Saner minds ruled the <laughs> yes. But yeah, if you haven't if you haven't actually seen the production stuff, go look for. I'm sure you could Google Nicolas Cage Superman. Yeah, I've seen. Look some of the images and, and it's like that, yeah, like wow, just wow. Right. She's always struck me as somebody who, um, it seems like she's going over the top with all of these stunts and antics and stuff like that just for the attention 
because deep down I do agree she does have some some very good musical talents. But then, you know, she just wants to sell her records or whatever, so she's got to make a big name for herself, and so she does all this weird stuff. Well, especially well, in I... the beginning, you, you got to break, you got to get yourself exposed somehow, and sometimes doing crazy things is enough to get your foot in the door. Well, and I think, I could be totally wrong about this, but I think that I read about her at some point that before she did music, she was a performance artist. So doing that weird stuff is what she did. Like that was her art before she started singing. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the meat suit is a performance art thing. And I think that, you know, that all that sort of weird stuff and the over the top outfits that all goes back to, I think those, that performance art route, you know? So yeah, I, I think that shed some light on her for me. And it was like, oh, okay, I can get what she's doing. I'm, I'm, down with that i see this is probably my biggest complaint with the music industry at least is it's disappointing to me that people feel like they have to do that stuff if someone is a genuinely talented artist that should be enough but it's not and we i know that the record companies and the industry can't change that we as people and consumers need to start recognizing talent instead of um what's the word i'm looking for um showboating or you know well right. but you you realize that christina aguilera who's a has-been now and britney spears and i'm trying to think of someone who's who's more modern but i don't pay attention to pop music Cyrus. as much Miley Cyrus. No, they're Miley so Cyrus much was never than, talented. They're so much more. They're so much more pleasant to look at than Susan Boyle, and right, yeah. that's you know that's a big part of it. That has nothing to do with musical ability, but you know some things are more pleasant to look at, and they yeah. recognize that, and it, it sells. Right. And so we don't get as many Susan Boyles as we get. You know, random hot chick who's willing to show some skin, or really good-looking guy who also may be willing to show some skin. Well, and that's what I mean is, is there? It's a a real shame that that's the way consumers are. It's music, but we still consume it with our eyes instead of our ears. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Well, and you could say the same thing for acting too, because I mean, if if there are some very talented American actors, but if you've seen you know English actors, genuinely speaking, they make us look bad. So and, uh, Matt's going back to the um, is it the Beagles? Their argument: the video killed the radio star. <laughs> <laughs> the the famous nineteen seventy nine argument. Now, of course, all of this breaks down when you get to, you know, rock and roll, at least in the 70s and 80s. They were some extremely unattractive guys. In that, right. And they still <laughs> just chicks all over. Millions of people loving them. Yeah. Mick Jagger. Yes, exactly. That's exactly who I was thinking. Slaying it with women all over the world. Um, Gene Simmons, that's another one. That's one ugly looking dude. I have and, to agree. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't get it. Although it is easier to be an ugly looking dude than an ugly looking woman in in any of this. That's a very good point. That's Although Janice too. Joplin, she had it yeah. 
was... <laughs> well, she unfortunately she died early, so a lot of people don't. Uh, you know, you never got to see her as much. So you hear her music more than you saw her. So a lot of people don't know what she looks like, even. Oh, but uh, I guess this is still fairly. But uh, if you listen to any Latin music at all, Celia Cruz, mm-hmm. man, she she's she died a few years ago, but incredible voice. But man, not not eye candy. <laughs> oh, sure, I know who she is. Yeah, the Queen of Salsa. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Definitely, she was an icon in that that world. Yeah, she was La Vida es un Carnaval. That's right. Did you do? Did you do like a South American uh, mission? Yes. Okay. I I I want to say like I had heard more of her from some of my Colombian friends, but mm. uh, but yeah, she was still big in Chile as well. <clears throat> Very cool. Movies. Uh, 